What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Lowe's knows you'll do it right. And do it yourself to stay within budget when making updates to your bathroom. We do it right, too, by offering up to 20% off select toilets during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. Step up your style even more with floor tiles starting at just 49 cents a square foot. For your next bath project, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. Welcome to another episode of the Hardwood Knox Podcast. My name is Dan Favalli, coming at you without my incredible co-host, Andy Bailey, but I am super pleased to once again be joined by NBA Math's technical director, Arjun Bardwaj, a good friend of mine now. We've been working together for a couple of years. He's been on the podcast before. Um, we are going to talk. I, we all we both hope that you enjoyed your little all-star respite, but we're, we're here to talk a little... Zion Williamson. Um, before we get to that, though, I do want to remind, implore, beg, plead with everyone to continue rating and reviewing and subscribing to us on iTunes. We've seen the numbers go up. We love it when we see it. Andy and I get very giggly. Um, Arjun will officially be giggly after this now. It's an obligation of his. And- Lowe's knows you'll do it right and do it yourself to make refreshing changes to your kitchen and bath. We do it right, too, with up to 40% off select kitchen and bath essentials during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. That's up to 40% off faucets, vanities, shower heads, and more. For kitchen and bath updates that keep you within budget, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. If you've already done all of those things... Please refer us. Give us a shout out on Twitter. Let people know that you're listening to us, that you like us, that you love us, that you hate to love us, love to hate us, whatever it is, just to get the word out there. With that, though, I get to ask the question that begins every podcast that everyone always wants to know the answer to, whether it's to Andy or one of our guests, Arjun. How are you doing? Um, I can't complain right now, um, besides the last like two hours that we spent complaining about life to each other. Um, Otherwise, I'm doing great, man. I just, I just love being around you. I know the feeling is mutual, and we did have a very. It, I don't know what it turned into. I think we started yeah. talking about the podcast, and um, if we had recorded that, you guys missed out on a, a very big, uh, very good conversation with lots of uh, lots of sports talk in there too, and sports industry talk. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Zion Williamson and just doing something a little bit different, ranking. The, the where we want to see him just the 10 best fits for him and at, from talking with Arjun and just knowing how I did it myself it's kind of pieced together with one teams that might have a realistic chance of finishing in the lottery um so I eliminated fringe playoff teams uh right now you know I don't mm-hmm. have the Lakers on there uh, the Kings don't have their pick so I don't have the Sixers on there uh with the top one protection uh but also just 
you know, where would he actually be a good fit? Which franchise actually maybe deserves him? Um, th- these are all very subjective, but so we have our rankings and we each did 10. So we're going to, we're going to go through them, um, worst to first. And I feel like I, I haven't seen Arjun's. He hasn't seen mine. So I feel like we're going to have the same team at number 10, but maybe not. So, <laughs> so who did you have at number well, 10? So, so actually, Dan, I have a question for you to start, start it off. Is he the number one pick guaranteed? <laughs> Guaranteed. Is he the number one pick? What he would have to, and I don't want to say this because I don't want to jinx it. He would have to get, even if he was catastrophically injured, I still think he would be the number one pick. Right. Which coming in, coming in, he wasn't supposed to be. Right. I think last year, I think the reflective list last year was that he was going to be the number one, and then coming into the off season or coming into the season this year, um, I felt like I felt like I've seen lists that where he, where he dropped three, dropped two, like like I didn't understand that coming in. Yeah, it's well, I don't think there was enough exposure for him. And so for people like me who only spend like the second half of the NBA season, uh, I mean, Zion's been everywhere. So, you know, I don't know his game as well as everybody else, obviously, that covers the NBA draft specifically. But you weren't exposed to him beforehand. There wasn't that fan. It all of a sudden seems like it came out of nowhere. And I don't know if people were concerned about his body type or his weight or, or was his jumper that big of a concern. But it all of a sudden felt like Zion Williamson became this transcendent can't miss once in a generation prospect just basically out of nowhere. And so he's even more important too, because this draft is not good. And yeah, <laughs> I think it's, it was a five player draft. I'm pretty sure now it's a, it's basically a four player draft. Maybe it's still, and I, I don't want to do the disservice to um, some of these other guys who are going to still go in the top 10. I don't want to say it's just reddish and, and Barrett and, um, John Moran and, and Zion. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you have Nasir Little. Like, there's there's guys that are that maybe we're going to be good at. So, but still, it's just not a draft that feels like it's going... Even if you, after Zion, I don't know that you look at anyone and say, he's going to be a superstar in the NBA. Some people might say R.J. Barrett. I would probably say that those people are a little bit crazy. But <laughs> it's it, it just makes it feel like this lottery, and it's because of the odds have been flattened out. So if you have one of the three yep. worst records, I'm putting it this way. You have an 86% chance of not getting Zion. That's what you get for finishing <laughs> with one of the three worst records. So it's just the first year of the new lottery format coupled with a shallow draft. He's obviously number one, but I think the allure of his talent is just so much more polarizing because of how shallow the rest of the draft yep. seems to be right now. I'm I'm right there with you and and so actually so I was I was I was thinking about the other night is there a chance we get three Duke players taken in a row in a row so you think one two three yeah well I I'm just asking if there's a chance I I was thinking about it, I was like uh, it's not not in the realm of impossibilities but but like that would be absurd right yeah I think it was something <laughs> something would have to happen to Moran at this point I feel like. Yeah, I think I think Morant's got it. He's going to be the guy that breaks it up, whether it's at number two or number two three. or three. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and, and but but so can you get can you get three in the top four? Can you get three in the top five? I I think they if if we're going to assume that Barrett's a top five prospect, yeah. I think that's safe to say. I think they should because I'm really high on on Reddish, even though he struggled. Yep. This I'm a year. big Reddish fan, so I I think they all three will go in the top five, especially with the. Um, injury to Bowl Bowl. So it's just like, what do you do? Like he was considered a top five prospect. Top five, yeah, yeah. He was last last year. The the projections for twenty nineteen where he was he was probably at two, two or three, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think he was. 
yeah, he was there. I think I saw him as high as three or four this year. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly around that five area. So, but still, like if you remove him from consideration, I would think Reddish is probably the wild card, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If people people are willing to that's to lean into that streak, maybe he's not. Maybe well, this is all just maybe. No, I th- I think I'm with you. If people are willing to lean into the potential streakiness of him. Um, right, because he's had some really, really garbage games mm-hmm. at the same time as he's been lights out. Um, he's, I, I think, I think that's if, if people are willing to lean into that. He, he's, I would take, I would take him top five. I'm not gonna lie, there is, I, I, I might go Morant at two, but mm-hmm. I would take Reddish second or third over Barrett. I'm like, maybe I'm too, yeah. Oh, I would take him over Barrett to begin okay. with. Um, okay. Maybe I'm just a little too wing drunk. I just think that the role he's playing now is going to prepare him for the NBA just so well. I think he's just going to be one of those just immediate impact players. And maybe he doesn't, his game, maybe it doesn't eventually scream superstar. We'll have to see how mm-hmm. his playmaking develops. But playmaking develops. But the fact that he he's already playing without the ball so much. Yep. Like these rookies, unless you're Zion, but I don't, depending on who I guess wins, the R.J. Barrett sweepstakes, if we want to call him that, maybe he gets free reign. But you're not. Most rookies aren't going to get that right off the bat. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Is that, is that his role that he has right now at Duke is, is just it. That, that's going to translate. That, that's a one to one translation to any NBA team. I, I mean, you made a good point though about yeah. uh, Reddish disappearing in certain games or having these garbage mm-hmm. games. So I'm still the, I I like the the body type, just what he what he can do defensively, mm-hmm. and it's if it's going to be like, what if he's just like a supercharged Chris Middleton, and that's probably not the best comp for him, but that's a great player. I don't, yeah, I I, I would take that. I would take that on the Bulls in a fucking second. Oh boy, the Bulls. <laughs> um, so who do you who are one of the <laughs> primary teams in the in the Zion yeah. sweepstakes? Although Otto Porter might play them out of it pretty that's- quickly. I will promise you, I will promise you, Zion Williamson is not my number one pick. Um, or, well, rather, the Chicago Bulls are not my number one pick for Zion Williamson. Who's, who, do you have at, who do you have at 10? Who do I have at 10? I will say uh, the Washington Wizards. All right, that's, I, I think that's a fair pick. Yeah. Um, we do I not think, have the same team, by the way, so I was wrong. Okay. But. Bummer. Um, I will put the Wizards up there because, one— that organization is a train wreck. Um, I don't. I. I hate Duke. I'm gonna throw this out there. I hate Duke. I graduated from Maryland. I despise everything about Duke. I don't hate Zion Williamson at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't I, wish Washington <laughs> upon Zion Williamson? Is that it? I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't wish Washington upon Zion Williamson, and. This will be a theme. My my ten nine eight seven, yeah. My my bottom four are all organizations I do not wish Zion Williamson upon. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing for me. And I think it's um, and maybe we should cover this first. So the teams mm-hmm. that I left out of this, and it's not an insult that they're not in. Like I would love to see Zion on the Clippers. Sure. Um, yeah. But they're they're in the playoff picture right now. Even if you think they're going to drop off. Um, same thing with – I wouldn't want to see him in Detroit, but Detroit isn't included in this. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's not included in this, although he would actually be really interesting in Charlotte. Next Kemba? Yeah. Uh, yeah? I mean, they just need anybody in Charlotte. <laughs> so but so you I didn't include – You mean they should have made a move at the trade deadline? 
I mean, <laughs> no, I think Kemba needs to leave is what I think needs to happen. I, don't, okay. I, I personally don't think he will. I'm not sure he would turn down a five-year max, but that's a different discussion. I didn't, we don't have them. Um, I didn't include the Lakers because they still might make the playoffs. So it was these – I didn't include Miami. These are just teams that we – I did it – the list was made, and I think you did it the same way, was teams yeah. that we expect to finish in the lottery. And while yep. I do expect Washington to finish in the lottery – I I didn't even list them because I don't wish them upon Zion. <laughs> and I don't I just don't even tr- necessarily trust their development with him. Maybe yeah. maybe he would be fun there, particularly with John Wall out probably for most of if not all of next year. Of so next now year, you can yep. really just yep. give Zion the keys and Bradley Beal has played off of uh, ball dominant players before, but I I'm not crazy about the fit in Washington. So I don't even I don't even have them there. I have Phoenix at number okay. 10, which okay. is which kind of is bad because Phoenix is going to have a top three pick, right? They're going to have a top three pick <laughs> or close. Yeah. They're not going to, yeah. they might have the worst record in the NBA by season's end. Like it's getting them and the Knicks are competing for it. <laughs> I don't know that I want to see Zion and Booker and, and Aiton. I just don't think he's going to be able to be groomed there as well as he would be in some of these other places. Uh, he would definitely give them a defensive identity, which they've needed. And with the improvement that Aiton's made on that end of the floor too, maybe they could do some damage together. And I know that Booker needs someone who could play off the ball. I, I just don't want to see him in Phoenix. Uh, excuse me, play on the ball so he can play off it. I just don't want to see him in Phoenix. Um, they got, And also, cool? this factor into it, uh, and it's going to factor into it where Cleveland ends up too, by the way. Yep. Phoenix yeah, yeah. got the number one pick. It's time It's time to move on. <laughs> Another team. <laughs> um, are you willing to commit to Phoenix taking Morant? If they're not at number one, they have if, to. Well, so so just regardless, on the board, wherever they are, do you think Morant is the best fit in Phoenix? Of anyone in this class? No, right? Zion is. I mean, it's, he's, the best, <laughs> he's the best fit anywhere. And so I don't want him. This is about finding Zion. A yeah. good place, like in combination with the organizations. I my perspective is of these arbitrary rankings. Sure, Phoenix just had the number one pick. They just had it. It's a, they need to give it up. And you know what? I don't think Robert Sarver deserves another number one pick. I I can't I can't disagree with you on that one at all. Um, all right, so my number nine. I've got my number nine, and this this is a recent development, I guess, in the last three weeks <laughs> um, is the Pelicans. I have the Pelicans on here as a potential That's lottery. so low. I will. No, <laughs> dude, they tra- the You're second a Celtics they tra- fan, aren't you? Uh, no, I <laughs> hope Boston, I hope Boston burns. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> um, I hope there's another tea party in Boston. Uh, but uh, I have the Pelicans there because I think the second they trade Anthony Davis is they have, they no longer have a direction. For their team, depending on who they get back, yeah. For Anthony, I, Davis. I, I think, I think even regardless of who they get back, because Anthony Davis is game changer, right? So regardless of who they get back, and and just hearing, just like kind of listening to what these potential trade offers are, uh, maybe you get Tatum, right? Maybe you get Tatum back, but Tatum and Zion, yeah, that'd I mean. Be- That'd be a hell of a quarter rebuild around post Davis. And then you're probably going to get another pick from Boston in that deal. At least I'm still not sold. Wow. I'm still not sold. 
people are probably going to feel the same way about my Phoenix takes because Zion <laughs> just really is is pretty much everything they might need if you boo. And it's so tough because I, also I forget that Zion's in that six 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 seven range all the time. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I watch him, I feel like he's six ten six eleven. Yeah. Because he, he's too. Because he's too, he'd be the heaviest player in the NBA, right? And we know we we know that NBA fudges um, weights. But like he would be the heaviest player, and it's not it's not fat, it's pure muscle. Yeah, he is like like who Semi Ojeli aspires to be, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, but I, I think I think that's that's gonna be the big thing is that is that Phoenix, like it, like okay, so actually, so let, let's go back, let's go back a second. Is he a wing? Right, I, I we were talking about this earlier. Is I think I think Zion is a wing. I, think I would he consider is him a combo forward. It's not, and I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Draymond Green, but I would view him almost as I view Draymond Green. With I think you could argue more of a wing slant. What are the chances he gets a three ball? I mean, he's he's at twenty nine point eight percent from three this year. Um, I hate that. What's that? <laughs> I don't hate that. I mean, it could it could be worse <laughs> for someone who is just. Right who's basically been considered a, a non-threat. Um, when you're looking at his jump shot specifically, um, I mean, first of all, 73% of his looks come at the rim, which is just obscene. He's shooting 50% on two-point jumpers, a good majority of which are unassisted. So maybe that's encouraging. 67.3% um, at the foul line, though, if you want to use that as a barometer. Mm-hmm. He is shooting better than R.J. Barrett at the free throw line, though, so maybe maybe we should point that out. If he get it's over if he gets a three ball. It's right. over. Right. Then the NBA's done. The NBA just gotta pack it up at that point, right? right. LeBron LeBron <laughs> retires, Anthony Davis retires. Right. It's just uh, so LeBron LeBron goes to whatever team that Zion Williamson uh, <laughs> yeah. is on, right? He requests a waits, trade. Yeah. yeah, and he just waits for his son to I hundred percent convinced, completely off topic, but hundred percent convinced that LeBron will retire. The year he will retire is the year after his son is in the NBA. He will guaranteed play one year with his son and then dip out. I mean, he basically said that, so that, I don't think that's too bold. Okay, cool. So I can put money on that, like, officially? Yeah, I, I mean, you're going to have to talk to Bovada about that. I don't know. Okay, got it. Um, all right, so who's your who's your number nine? I have Orlando, and okay. I was torn on this because they're a franchise that could probably deserve the number one pick, yeah. but I'm, like, trying to wrap my head around um, – Gordon and Vooch and Isaac and Bamba and the fact that they didn't trade Vooch suggests that they might mm-hmm. want to resign him. I just you throw Zion in there and that team you'll never score on them. But I don't I don't know what I just don't know what to make of that. I don't want to see him in Orlando. If you told me that they were going to get rid of two of those guys, then I might want Zion in Orlando. Is, is there a chance they could make a move in free agency this year? They were going to have cap space, but who's signing in Orlando? I don't know. Disney World's there. I mean, it's also <laughs> imprinted on the front of their jerseys, but who's signing in Orlando? Again, Disney World's there. I would sign I would sign in Orlando for Disney World. Well, I guess that that makes you and maybe Tim Duncan like 20 years ago almost thought about it or whatever it was. So, yeah. Uh, it's that it would be I'm just still trying to wrap my head around that whole model. And if you consider Zion like you can just throw him out in whatever lineup. Like if you already have two bigs that you can mm-hmm. still play him, then maybe it's fine. I don't want to see it. I think his his offensive development would be stunted there by the personnel already in place. Okay, that that's fair enough. Um, I'll go with my number uh, 
eight pick right now. Um, and that's the, uh, that's the, uh, uh, Thibodeau Wolves or former Thibodeau Wolves. Um, I have the Timberwolves there at, at eight. And I, I just don't, I don't see him. I don't see him playing there. And also I just don't see him in Minnesota as a personal, as like a personal thing. As a big fan. I don't see him in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. I guess I wouldn't want to see Andrew Wiggins look him off like yes, 10 or 12 eight, times a game. Between, between Andrew Wiggins and Derrick Rose, um, shout out to the Derrick Rose stands. Uh, I would. Derrick Rose might not I, be there. He's a free agent this summer. So you think you think where where does he, where do you think he goes? I have no idea. He's had a, he's had a pretty good year, but the Timberwolves are in a weird spot. They'll have his early bird right, so they they can pay mm-hmm. him. But I don't do do they want to pay him? Is the question right? Knows. Especially if T picks up that player option. You don't. I maybe if they get rid of Tyus Jones, who's a restricted free agent. This team is confusing. <laughs> Because it's are they going to try and compete immediately? Or are they going to steer into a rebuild? Right, and that's that's there's there's a couple teams out out there right now. Is is what do they want to do? Right, so like Charlotte, we got Charlotte, we got we got Minnesota, we've got New Orleans. Like, do they want to try to compete within the next three years? Right, or do they just want to blow it up? Yeah, the, there are a lot of teams on those fringes. My number eight pick though was your Chicago Bulls. Okay. I don't think the organization deserves Zion. That's, <laughs> that's pretty clear. I there's a chance that maybe they ruin him. I also uh-huh. don't know how much I like the Wendell Carter Jr., Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, Zion quartet. It's interesting, maybe. But then again, you're saying that how many minutes is Zion going to be able to get as a, a de facto big in that situation? Long Forty-eight. Time. Forty-eight right. a game. So then, you're, who are you trading, Markkinen or Wendell Carter Jr.? Yes. Okay, <laughs> but that's it. That's like another interesting discussion. Is if if we don't hear, I, I don't think anyone's going to trade out of this pick. But if there's a team that already has two bigs in place and they don't entertain maybe trading it, I th- is Zion is the guy that you ch- change your franchise around if you don't think he can play like a wing, right? Like he's that good. All right, I have a pitch for you. Oh boy, we fire. Gar packs. Okay. Blow it up. Blow up the entire front office. Get rid of everyone. We draft Zion Williamson. Is Chicago now bumped up on your list? Yes. 100%. Okay. 100%. And also, this is the part of it, too, is that I like, I prefer the cleaner fits in these situations. Just because it's, if he comes in, it's, I again, I don't necessarily understand what the fit uh, with Martin and Wendell Carter Jr. and even Zach Levine a little bit would look like. It's certainly, he would help. Uh, mask their absence of a competent point guard, maybe, but it just doesn't feel like. But if you got rid of Gar Packs, um, then yeah, they immediately probably vault up a few <laughs> spots in my list. Yeah, regardless of trading any personnel, like actual player personnel, right? Yeah, it's. But again, if if he comes in, I do think you have to ask yourself, what is the? I I don't know. It's probably not as stark as a Miles Turner Demontis Sabonis <laughs> situation, but like it is, it is kind of a little bit. Okay. Um. We'll we'll get into that more once I get to my Bulls pick. Who is your uh, number? You're on number six, right? Uh, seven. Oh, go ahead. Uh, my seven is uh is Phoenix actually, um, and it it goes with a lot of the stuff that you said. Um, the fit is probably it, nice. I feel like it, I put Phoenix too low. Well, so I mean, again, I I think I think Zion's a wing at heart, and I think if we throw another wing at Phoenix. 
without giving them a point guard. I I still I I don't understand in any realm possibility where Phoenix wouldn't draft Morant. I think if they have the number one pick, I think they should trade down, take Morant. <sighs> no, I, I mean <laughs> that's that's my official take. And I, it it would have I to be an offer loves. to me that's bigger than well, what the Celtics got at the time for that what for the Markel uh, Fultz pick. And that Kings pick doesn't look too good now, but it looked great at the time. It would have to be that type of haul and better for Phoenix to move it. I think, uh, to me, Zion is just, I felt game sort of this game way game about Mar- Markel Fultz, but I'm so sure of it with him <laughs> that it's just, uh, it needs to be, it would have to be a monster offer. The problem, yeah, see, that that's the problem is that is that people were so sure about Fultz. People have been so sure about all these prospects in history, right? People were so sure about Andrew Bynum. Um, Andrew Bynum, Kwame Brown, right? Like you you got these guys that, that people are so sure about, and they're they're twenty they're twenty, twenty-one years old, right? And they could complete they could decide that they don't like basketball that much. They like getting paid. They'll take that rookie contract, they'll take that bonus. They can decide they hate basketball, right? It's like these these guys are at such a young age that I'm not convinced that I am willing to put my franchise in every single person's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that's, oh man. I just don't, I just don't get it there. I, I just, I, Phoenix, I, if they, if they got Morant, that's a team I am convinced competes. That's my official take. That's my official. Yeah, you're calling take. Zion a bust before he even enters the NBA. No, I'm, I'm saying he, if Phoenix has the first pick, I'm saying he should be the second pick. That's all. That's, and then why would you? Why do you have them so high? They should be. You should have Phoenix at ten, and I should probably have them at seven. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. Um, my number seven pick for him is Cleveland. Okay. It's just they've had enough number one picks, but it would also I'd be kind of here for the conspiracy theories if LeBron leaves again and they get another number one pick immediately. And Colin Sexton has shown some stuff this year, and then I almost wonder what happens. When you like, if you go into next season um, and you have Jetty Osman, Colin mm-hmm. Sexton, Kevin Love healthy, and then Zion, I just I I wonder what that team could look like. If you're Cleveland, do you then trade Kevin Love and really lean in to the rebuild? Do you think that well, we have all these veterans that we took on with the 2019-20 money? Maybe we see if we can make some noise in the East. I wouldn't mind seeing him there, and that's kind of what number seven is to me. Is that and. Oh, I was gonna say, and I, I'm right there with you. I'm close enough. Um, I'm at sixth with Cleveland. Is that is that I, there, there's a lot of intrigue there. I actually don't hate as much as people are hating on Colin Sexton. I don't hate him. The dude has I, been shooting. I mean, his shot selection can get pretty rough. Yeah, he has been shooting so much better on the year than than I expected him to, based off what he did yeah. in college. And he's not shooting like Trey Young was at the start of the year. Right. I mean, uh, he's at. If you would have told me he'd have been anywhere near, let alone over thirty nine percent from three, yeah, <laughs> his if passing honestly, and finishing at the rim. I mean, we can get into another conversation about that, but the the I, jumper is is better for the most part than than I expected. And I think I think him, and that's kind of why I have him. I have Cleveland right in the middle. Is that is that I think Zion would elevate Sexton a lot there. And I think that would be a team that could compete with a healthy Kevin Love. Well, compete in the East, rather. Um, with a ha- healthy Kevin Love, uh, 
a Zion and a and a Colin Sexton. I I don't I don't hate that. I don't hate that core. Yeah, it's. I mean, Sexton needs to learn how to pass so that he doesn't really drag down Zion. Uh, but that it would be again. Cleveland intrigues me, just not to the point that I want to list them higher. I would be here for the conspiracy theories of one, the number one overall. Yeah, just so every yep. time LeBron leaves the Cleveland, they get a number one pick. So they they need to like when he's a free agent again in twenty twenty two or whatever mm-hmm. it is, they need sign, to him, sign him and then like wave him or something so that he can <laughs> leave and they can get the number one pick again. Um, bring 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 back David Stern. <laughs> Since they were your number six, I'll go to my number six. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, who you already talked about. Okay. Yep. I just Zion and Carl Anthony Towns, this team would be higher if Andrew Wiggins wasn't on it. Just because I I feel like he would sort of drag down their ceiling and you're not gonna have the cap space to really put with I mean, because the other thing that people need to realize is that these these top picks that are that are incoming are making some some serious money now. Uh, yep. And it's yeah. just I think Zion will be at about nine point seven, nine point eight million next year. So Timberwolves are already strapped financially, um, have maxed out both Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. But that that becomes a really interesting team. And I think that I think in Minnesota that you could I know you have you could play him and Dario Saric with Carl Anthony Towns and that's your front line. Like you don't have to define where Dario um or Zion is playing, and then you can also have Rocco there that becomes a very interesting team to me especially if someone other than Jeff Teague is their point guard but you might in that situation Jeff Teague is your point guard might be fine it's would Wiggins be willing to come off the bench or something so probably not you bring Dario (laughs) off the bench would be the reflexive response but Minnesota I actually really like I would love to see Zion and Carl Anthony Towns play together I think those two would complement one another really well I actually don't hate the idea of Andrew Wiggins the sixth man no, I, I think, don't either. Yeah, I I think him coming off the bench like that's, I think that would that would limit. And he his wouldn't even damage. be the most expensive bench player in NBA history because Gordon Hayward is coming off the bench for Boston. <laughs> yeah, is Gordon Hayward ever going to get healthy? I mean, he's is been playing a lot good? better of late, but I mean, you just I, it's, the player they signed is not the player that they have right now. Right, so I'm right, not right. even. I can't. He was bad for most of the season, but he's, he's perked up a lot over the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm with you on on almost all of that. Uh, it's I I just think they're a worse fit. I but but I I completely agree with you that if you pushed Wiggins to the bench, I think that's a whole different team. Yeah, I mean, and especially and if you put a, Zion a way better on fit. It. <laughs> and a way better fit. Yeah, with with Zion, it's 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 a whole different fit if you if you get that combination of Zion and Wiggins to the bench, which still not convinced that ever happens. But and, and if I mean the Timberwolves are going to finish their they're like hovering in that race for the eighth spot. I don't in the West. I don't think they're going to get it. Um, mm-hmm. Their odds as of now of winning the number one pick would be at one point five percent. Okay, so what am I at five? Yes. All right. Uh, at five, I've got the Grizzlies. That's a solid. That's a solid choice. Yeah. So I've got five. Five Grizzlies. Um, I don't hate the fit. But also, Jaron Jackson's there. Um, yeah, imagine that's another. You call Zion a wing, but I think you make Jaron Jackson Jr. and Zion your front line. I mean, you play yeah, Kyle Anderson there too. It, that's what. That's yeah, exactly. I, I'm right there with you. Is you 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 shift uh, you shift Jackson to C, right? You put him at center. You put Zion at four, and I don't hate that front line. But same time, does that limit? Does that? Again, in my opinion, I think that limits his impact because 
I think Zion is a wing. How does that limit his impact? I think that limits the impact from from spreading spreading the floor as much. How? Uh, what do you mean in terms of? I mean, he's not going to spread the floor himself. It's going to be harder. I would think you would limit his impact a little well, bit more if he's a wing because you want your wings to shoot. Convinced? Convinced? I'm still convinced about the three ball. I'm convinced that he develops that. But then also just spreading the floor from the fact that drive from from the driving perspective, right? Is that is that if you expect him to drive on a four versus a three, like I, I get it. I get the four I get dry pulling pulling a power forward out, right? Pulling a classical power forward out. But but oh man, I I just don't I don't see that there. I don't see him in that role backing people down. He's six seven. He's only six seven. That's not a power forward's role anymore though. I just like I, I, I I think it. I think it would be like. I think three and four are almost as similar now as twos and threes. So it's, okay, it's just. Play, I think Memphis would be. I have them higher on my list. I won't tell you where just yet, but uh, <laughs> it gives. I think Memphis a clearer path to playing Jared Jackson Jr. at the five then too, because those minutes have not gone well. This they're minus ten point eight points per hundred possessions uh, when he plays center this season with a 111.5 defensive rating, which is just, which is not good. I would be curious. Here's just a, a larger scale question. So Memphis has the uh, top eight protected pick over to Boston. If they get number one, they're taking Zion. Do you, what do you do if you're Memphis? Do you really rebuild around Zion and John Jackson Jr.? Or do you think that they would end up keeping Mike Conley? I, 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 I would, I would literally keep Conley. I would keep Valanciunas. Um, I, you, you've already got Jaron Jackson from last year, and he's shown he's shown a lot of potential, and he's been really solid this year. Um, so you would play all those three together, by the way. You'd play Zion, Valanciunas, and I, Jackson, I think I, probably, I think you I think you sl- you slide you, if you slide Zion three right, and you play Val- you play that that front line of Valanciunas and and J- Jackson. Which again, I don't hate your idea of going Jackson and Zion as the front court. Um, I think I think there's. And like you play, you play Avery Bradley at two, and you don't you don't bring Avery Bradley back. I'm sorry. I, I just, well, no, I I don't I don't I don't hate the idea of bringing Avery Bradley back and just telling him not to not to play offense, um, <laughs> and and just kind of running your offense through Conley and Zion. I don't hate that at all. I just feel like the Grizzlies need to rebuild, but that would be at that point, if you haven't conveyed to pick the Boston and it's just like, it's top six protected and we want to Uh ruin it as much as possible. We might as well. So maybe I think if they get Zion, I I probably think they'd keep Conley. That'd be my guess. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, just, just looking at core, it's like, it's like prime for, for turning it all over. But at the same time, like just sliding Zion in there makes it attractive. It does. Make, it makes, makes the team core, makes that core very attractive. It would. My guess would be that they at least keep Conley until the middle of the season to see like what it looks like, and then they can evaluate. Because if you have Zion and Triple J, you still have Valanciunas. Maybe let's say they guarantee Bradley salary because they don't they, mm-hmm. they don't have cap flexibility to sign someone like him. Maybe they, maybe they give it a go like that. Um. Do, do Do you think? Uh. Or actually, so I guess the question is, uh, what does he bring back? What does Mike Conley bring back? I think a f- I think you get a first round pick and a prospect. I don't. Think but you get. But you I, get a late. You get like a mid to late first round pick, right? Yeah, you're. I would. I wouldn't think that you would get. I mean, 
I, I wouldn't think that you would get a top 10 pick. I just don't like that would be the you're probably if late lottery, mid mid to late first overall. It doesn't help them either that mm-hmm. when you sort of look at the what the potential draft order could be, you know, Phoenix might be great for Mike Conley, but even if they finish in their lowest position, which is going to be, let's say, five or six, uh, which the likelihood of that happening, first of all, isn't, isn't that great. You're not going to give up the fifth or sixth pick for Mike Conley. Yeah, so, no, and, I, and then the I, other teams don't need, that. like, point guards when you're looking at, you know, Washington. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if New Orleans ended up with, like, the 13th pick or something and, and decided that, hey, we, we want to build around Drew Holiday and start winning now and they get – that would be stupid. But that's something maybe you could – I mean, if Anthony Davis was still going to be there, then, yeah, you can make a case for them. But I don't think Dallas – I mean, Dallas doesn't even have its own pick unless it's it's top five protected. So there just aren't teams that are – I mean, maybe maybe Miami? Like I just – or Minnesota might build something. But those are probably the picks that you're looking at then. Those late lottery picks at best plus like a flyer on a solid first-round guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Detroit giving up both Luke Kennard and this year's pick, let's say they finish wherever they finish, whether it's like 13 or 16th, that would probably be the ceiling on your return. And obviously you build out filler and stuff for that. Yeah, yeah, and you make sure the cap cap makes sense. Um, I, I, I feel like you almost convinced me to get Memphis higher on the list, but, but I'll, uh, I'll keep him at five. So it's your five. My fifth was New Orleans, who you had at yeah. nine. Nine, yep. That's, I don't, one, I wanted to just entertain the prospect of, if they get Zion, is Anthony Davis like, well, you know, I never even really wanted to leave. I know I said that I wanted to play for all 29 other teams uh, over All-Star Weekend, but I didn't actually want to leave. That interests me. He doesn't, he doesn't want to play for Boston anymore. But not, no, he said it um, over All-Star Weekend. He said, he basically said that Boston was on his list. And oh, that's right. Oh, that that came out this morning, I think. Um, officially, yeah. He, he said he said they are on his list. Yeah. So twenty nine other teams. Okay, fine. Um, but really, I want to see it because that is how you pivot away from Anthony Davis. Because if you have Zion, and then whatever you get back for him, imagine if, I mean, if you got Tatum from Boston over the summer, and then I don't know who else you're getting. You, pro- I mean, they need salary fillers. So let's say smart. Um, I don't know how, how far is Boston willing to go on a deal. Would you give up both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis? I mean, if that was a th- that would be an incredible get. But let's say if you get Tatum and then stuff like your like picks like from all the, the picks that Boston um, still sort of has. If if you get and then maybe Robert Williams in there too. There's if you get Jalen and Tatum first of all, that'd be nuts. I don't think you would get both, but but who well, knows? Do maybe, you, maybe you do. Do you get do you get Jalen and Boston's pick. If you're not giving up Tatum, then you get Jalen in every single pick that Boston. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, do you get Tatum, Tatum, and Boston's pick? Yeah, I would think you have to include more than Tatum. I would All right. Think. So, so that who, who do you, who do you put alongside that? Who do you draft? Who else do you draft? Well, I wasn't talking. I was talking about more so future picks. Like you give that Memphis pick. Let's say it doesn't. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, let's say Tatum, the Memphis pick, and Filler and Robert Williams. That's like your rebuilding point and maybe you get Boston's own first this year. So you draft someone late in the first round or something like that. So, you know, that's, that's only the 18th pick. Um, I think is where they're projected to finish right now, but yep. 18th, like that's where is, that's where Bobo's projected to fall at this point. When you look at some of these mock drafts, have them falling outside the lottery. So 
uh, that would be I think that's the deal would be you have to get Tatum and Memphis that Memphis pick is the centerpieces and then I would if I'm New Orleans I'd probably be hoping for Boston's own first or one of their other firsts and then Robert Williams but if you and then you add Zion to that oh my god who who takes who takes over this team from a GM perspective I if they're smart I think they'll hire David Griffin is my opinion but I don't know actually it better I if it's Danny Ferry, that's gonna <laughs> maybe we could not employ people who are so openly racist or racist at, at all. That whole, that whole thing, I don't. Again, I... Th- that was not talked about enough when they named him uh, the interim GM. But that again, I <laughs> I I don't know who else they're gonna look at. Um, if I don't think it should be him again, David Griffin would be my pick for them. People have thrown out Hanky. I, I want to see Hinky. him get another job. New Orleans is not the market to stomach it. And you, I don't know if if he had Zion, maybe he wouldn't flat out tank. But if he went into New Orleans, it would be a situ- like almost the same situation as when he was coming into Philly. I think he would try and tear it all the way down. I don't know that. Right. He would, he, would tra- he, would tra- he would trade Holiday. He would trade basically anyone who's there, right? And try to re- recreate that entire roster. Right. So um, other names that have been thrown out there uh, I guess you could go I feel like everyone who has an opening should talk to Mike Zarin the assistant GM in, in Boston, That's Boston yeah, yeah. Uh, that would probably be really awkward though like if they hired him before an Anthony <laughs> Davis trade uh, um, what, if, make, what if that's what if, what if that's impetus for him going to New Orleans is that trade and he's like he's like yeah I'm just gonna hang out with Tatum <laughs> yeah I mean, well, what if he's just included in the Davis trade? Like, what if that's what if those are the terms? Yeah, are we at the point? Are we at the point in the NBA where we can trade GMs? We can trade front office. You can basically trade coaches, like like you yeah. Can, so why not? Um, but yeah, I think I think they'd be a great fit if you're gonna even if they're starting from scratch. Like that's just I would love to see him in that situation where he's just the the guy. Like let's say New Orleans, they trade Davis, they decide to trade Holiday, and they're just starting over with Tatum and him. That's that's a cool situation. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I, I I pick up exactly on that, and that kind of goes into my four. Well, not really, but it goes into my four, um, which is the Bulls. Um, <laughs> and this is where you're gonna let me be a homer for a second, and that's fair. the only reason. That's the only reason they're at this high, um, is because I'm a homer, and I would I would love to see Zion Williamson in a Chicago Bulls uniform, um, because we've talked about it. At nauseum is he is literally a game changer and not just a team changer. He's a he's the NBA changer um, in terms of prospect talent. Uh, but I think I don't hate that rotation of of insert point guard here, Zach Levine, Zion, Laurie, and Wendell Carter Jr. I don't hate that rotation, and I think. Chicago's the market. Chicago's the market that that deserves Zion. The Bulls are not the team that deserves Zion, right? You sure. you mentioned you mentioned the the garbage garbage gar packs situation, right? The second he the second you get rid of that front office is the second you is the second that that entire team changes the dynamic the the attractiveness free agents all that stuff. Um, now this is me being a cynic. If the Bulls have the first pick, I'm not convinced they take Zion. <laughs> wow. I'm not convinced. I am not convinced 
in this front organist, uh, front office or this organization that with the first pick they take Zion Williams. Do you actually believe that? I I in the cynic in me absolutely believes that that they will somehow manage to mess up this entire situation. Which is the same, I guess it's the same thing that I was saying with uh, with Morant uh, and Phoenix. I was like, eh, you know, they they probably could take take uh, take Morant at one. I don't see. Yeah, look, know, if you're for, okay, that, let's get that, this that, out of the way. If you're <laughs> not going to take Zion at one, you trade out of number one. Well, say, yes, yeah, <laughs> and that, that's what I said about Phoenix. But like, I'm not convinced the Bulls are a good enough organization. If they do that, the fans would would riot. It would it would be and look I get the I honestly don't think there's going to be a team that passes on him and but I get the whole and while you're you're sold on him being a wing and one of the reasons I'm not is I just don't trust his defensive conditioning from that standpoint for for an entire game if you're going to make mm-hmm. him a wing I don't know that um, a lot of what he does on defense is going to to shine through I think it'll make it harder for him to gamble on on steals and blocks yeah, yeah. without blowing some real things and again. If you're gonna go and guard more twos and threes, a ton he can do it, but a ton it's gonna it's gonna wear out a player who people are already worried about. How hard is he gonna play on on a possession by possession basis basis on defense? Because we've seen that he's just gonna go on offense. That and maybe that would is that like maybe a team like the Bulls then is what I'm saying. Maybe they are thinking that way, like you're thinking. I again, I, I would have to. It's one of those situations where I'd have, like Kevin Durant signing with the Knicks, yep. where everyone thinks it's a foregone conclusion. I have to see it to believe it for someone <laughs> to trade out of number one or or pass on him. But maybe that is is that the argument? That's that that's literally the argument is that I have to see them put in that card to uh, Adam Silver and say, "Hey, we're drafting Zion Williamson." I need to see it. Wow. I, <laughs> I, Ye of little faith, like that's the <laughs> this organization is so garbage. Would you – actually, we'll have to get to that when we get to – Bulls were your number four. My number four, Dallas. Because, okay. first of all, it would be great if they get to they, – <laughs> it really – it screws over a few teams. Because it doesn't, maybe it doesn't really screw over the Hawks because now they get a – I think it's unprotected next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get an unprotected pick in 2020. But it just screws over – like it makes the Prisingas trade look a little worse because <laughs> – now the Knicks' um, conveyances are getting delayed by a year, um, and the pick is just going to be objectively so much better. Like for Dallas, they're not going to give up a great pick in 2022 if they had Zion this year because you're building around Doncic, KP, and and Zion. So that would be just the, the comedic perspective there. And then really imagine him with Luca and KP. That's, that's just, so they're they're my what is it three? They're my three. Is is literally. Doncic, oh my god. Could you imagine Doncic and, and Zion Williamson? And they have max cap space this summer. That they if you're I'm trying to think of the free agent, I would just go to Dallas. Be, like be the guy that goes for the basketball fit. Mm-hmm. Do we do we think Mark Cuban deserves him? Uh look, I like Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle deserves deserves Zion. And then you know what? If you're Jimmy Butler. You might as well just leave Philly and go to Dallas and just do like do it up with the with those kitties. I I don't think he'll do that, by the way. But <laughs> I oh my gosh, Doncic! Can, I, 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 I was like, talking can't. myself into putting Dallas higher, but I think I just factored <laughs> in the likelihood that they're not going to land um, 
in the inside the top five, but at the same time, I do have Memphis. Uh, they have a four point five percent chance of winning the number one pick, and so I have yeah, Memphis and- at number three with nine percent. And so I just like I kind of viewed it that way too, where it's like it's such okay. a little Pretend. chance that they're going to get to number one. They have a like not a terrible chance of uh, you know cracking the top four or so, but it's a five point seven percent, I think. So it's like, but I would love to. I could talk myself into if you told me if you told me all these teams and we were looking at it in a vacuum won the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Dallas might be my number one pick for Zion. <laughs> is there is there a player in the NBA that that everyone loves more than Doncic right now? That's a good that everyone a, loves a, across the board. Giannis, Giannis is up there. Giannis, okay. So so let, let's talk Giannis. Okay. So then, besides Giannis, right across the board, likability rankings. Yeah, that's a good one. Doncic might be in the top five, easy, and he's played what oh, fifty I, games, sixty games. Yeah, because the this de- point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think. They're like they're always like the beloved like players in the league. Like I think uh-huh. you could, uh, you know, who doesn't like Kyle Korver type deal. Like, but if you were talking mm-hmm. among marquee guys, I think you could easily say he's got to be in the the top five at this point. Or maybe people hate him, and I'm just we're too plugged into NBA Twitter, so we don't get that vibe. Does do. Does the NBA exist outside of NBA Twitter? Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, okay. so I guess that would I since I already said so I had Memphis. You had Dallas at at three. So Memphis so, is my third. We just inverted. Okay. Well, no, we didn't invert, but Memphis is my three. We talked about them already. It's Zion and Jaron Jackson Jr. would just be a really interesting front line. I mean, I know people are concerned about Zion's size, and maybe he's mm-hmm. not the guy that helps you play Triple J at the First of all, we need a better nickname for Jaron Jackson Jr. True, I sound like an idiot. I feel like an idiot saying Triple J. But um, I would love to see those two play together. The only thing I don't, and maybe I didn't factor this in enough, is I don't. I want to see Memphis rebuild, and I I almost feel like if they get the number one pick, they're going. As I said before, they're going to be tempted to just keep Mike Conley and try to run it back and make the playoffs next year, which I can't pretend isn't interesting. I just want them to rebuild already. Yeah, I, I just oh god. See, th- this is the problem is that is that the, they don't rebuild, right? They don't rebuild if they get Zion. You don't think they do? I don't think they do. No, because they got Jackson. You ex- you you continue on with Conley. Yeah, I think Conley is the greatest. Con- I think Conley is one of the best teachers in the NBA. I think you continue on with Conley, and he genuinely doesn't want to leave. You could just no. tell. <laughs> no. Hey, I, you, I, you look, you could. I would be for, because they owe that pick to Boston still. If you have Zion, yeah, I I would be in favor of trying it out to see what it's like before the trade deadline. But you, if it's not that, you have to cut bait and you got to start over because now you don't want to go in a situation where you're trading Mike Conley, who's another year older during the 2020 offseason with only a year left on his deal. I know he's overpaid, but the fact that he's not going to be a free agent um, immediately is is one of the selling points. Yeah, that's that that's fair enough. And then so so my two, my two is the Knicks. Hey, we that's the first one we had together. We both have the Knicks. Nice, congrats. Uh, they're also an organization that does not deserve Zion Williamson. Um, but oh my God, assuming all things work out, that Alonzo core deserves a sidekick. I know <laughs> that that core would look so good with Zion Williamson. 
My logic deviates from that in two ways. <laughs> One, the Knicks don't deserve him, but I want them to run out of excuses <laughs> to where it's like KP had the, like if you get this prospect and you mess him up, then you're it's it's not just objectively, it's something more. It's irreversibly the worst franchise in the history of everything, basically. I'm, and, I'm not gonna lie, that's that's I, I literally thought that same thought about Garpax. Is that like this is your this this is the end of all excuses? Right, is if you ruin Zion, <laughs> and it's because they just they don't give their their younger guys second contracts. It's been basically a, a millennia yep. since it's happened, I think roughly. So, like, let's give them Zion, who's considered this. <laughs> I, I think he's reached the Luka Doncic level fanfare, and probably even more so because he's playing for a collegiate team. But that whole thing was was stupid, where people were. <laughs> Doncic was literally in the second best league in the world, but digressing there. So let's give them, let's give them Zion. And like, is, is Zion too big to fail or are the Knicks that impressively terrible is what I want to say. But the other thing is if you get Zion in New York, there's a higher percentage chance that he'll actually end up with a different team that deserves him more (laughs) because if they would trade Zion for Anthony Davis, I have no doubt. And I don't think that they would necessarily keep Zion if they don't get Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, I could see them still trying to get Anthony Davis after that with Zion. So maybe he ends up in New Orleans anyway. Uh, maybe they try and build a package and send him to, to Portland for Damian Lillard and, and other stuff. I don't think they would, but I'm just saying that factored into it too, is that getting drafted by the Knicks, there's a chance that you won't actually have to play for the Knicks. But the, again, the core would be interesting though. If you have Knox, maybe yeah. they don't sign any stars. If you have Knox, um, Alonzo Trier, Mitchell Robinson. It, it it's it's mildly interesting to me. Dennis Smith Jr. Can't forget about him. Yep. Got a whole ton of shooting there, but I would be very interested to watch. I'm not sure if the Knicks should be ranked higher or lower though. Or well, they can't go much higher. But let's say <laughs> they do get Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Yeah, that 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 that's where my next question was going to be. Is do you trade have- Zion for Anthony Davis? There's there has to be other stuff included, basically the whole team to make the money work. But <laughs> would you or do you try and have him play with KD and, and Kyrie Irving? Right. Do you, do you blow up every single player that you have on the team outside of Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Anthony, and, you, and you Mitchell Robinson? I wouldn't. If you're giving up Zion, you can't give up Mitchell Robinson. It's not allowed. <laughs> I I don't hate. I mean, this this is also going back to the whole Zion game changer. Um, Situation. I don't hate that core, regardless of which core it is, right? Whether it's the it's the Knox core or if it's the if it's the Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving. I core. like it a little bit less for Zion if it's the Kyrie, Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant I, core I, because yep. Are you ever going to get to have the ball in your hands? But I get, maybe they just use him as like a super rim runner or something in that scenario. Undersized, but still he can leap like over the backboard. That'd be so much fun to just watch fast breaks. But and but again, watch Kyrie, fact, watch Kyrie and and uh, and Zion run a fast break. That would be so much fun. It would, and that's the other thing that factors into this too. Is I think whatever iteration of the Knicks you get, they could be they get no one this summer. They get everyone and keep Zion, or then they they trade Zion. That that's why Zion to the Knicks would be fun because of all the different directions that the outcome could basically go. And I'm assuming we both have the same number one team too, right? It's the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. NBA math founder. NBA math, baby. <laughs> Adam Frommel is probably, doesn't know we're recording this right now, but is yeah. probably doing a dance. Like, and he shout, doesn't know why. It's just pulsing through his veins. Shout, shout out to Davey. DDF. DDF, um, baby. It's, look, the Hawks are fun now. 
Yes, like, exactly. With John oh. Collins and Zion and Kevin Herter and I still like Torian Prince, uh, Trey Young. Hey, hey, what was, that, what was that third? What was that? What was that third name that you said? Torian Prince. No, no, before that one. Trey Young, John Collins. No. Keep going. Kevin Herter. Oh, that one. Mm. Yes. My favorite NBA player right now. Are you? Why? Shout out to the Turks. Oh, all right. That's fair. I've been I've been on that, that Kevin Herter hype train since his like since his freshman year. And I said I said he is going to be a top ten prospect. And he should be a top ten prospect, and he's playing like one right now. I got drafted what, 21, 22? Something like that. Yeah. But he is he is playing like a top ten NBA player right now. Or top ten. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Back that one up. Um he's playing like a top ten rookie right now and if the what's good for the hawks too is if they get zion um he's also i thought herder was older he's only 20 i thought for some reason i thought he yeah, was no, older. no no dude he, he he uh he left out for sophomore, sophomore year i don't know why i thought he was a junior but um red velvet uh, that's his one of his nicknames <laughs> on b-ball ref right i love that you <laughs> could uh, if if the hawks get zion too it makes the luka Doncic trade look so much better, regardless of what that Ma- uh, Mavericks yeah. turns into. Because if you had Doncic, and maybe you would still rather have him, you're not getting Zion because you would have been you would have been too good with him. Yeah, too- it's almost like it's almost like trading for Otto Porter Jr. Is you play your way out of Don uh, out of Zion Williamson. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's I would I would just love him there. I don't know is it is Collins and Zion then your front court? Uh, maybe you can do things where if you bring back Dwayne Dedman because he's just apparently belongs in the three-point contest now. <laughs> so I, I think you, there's a pathway to there. Um, if, if we're talking about using Zion as a wing, you know, it's probably a little bit easier in, in that regard. But Zion and Collins, that lineup with Prince and Herter and Trey Young, give me, give me that, all that. Give me that. Give me that, yes. And that's, that's oh, my God. He would be so much fun in Atlanta. He, I Did want him. That is the, that, that, is the yes. that is the team that I want to see him on. Most, I think. And Dallas would be, I think, Atlanta or Dallas, just again, since we factored in like the likelihood that these, yeah. like, of their chances in here. Um, and I still put Dallas at four, even though they have the 4.5% chance of getting, I, <laughs> either one of those teams would be fantastic. We're, Although I think I might still have to put Dallas in front. Doncic and Zion yeah, Don on the same team. God, I love Doncic. Um, where does, where does Atlanta finish in the East? If That's, they have Zion Williamson. Oh, if they if you just put him on this team. If, if you just put him on this team. I mean. Four? They're in the playoffs. Four? four? I don't know. Four it's, or five? I, they're in the playoffs if they get Zion next year. I'm gonna, I think it's going to take, like, t- these. I think we have to remember that most youngsters need time to marinate in the NBA, but they, they'd be in the playoffs Zion next Williamson. Year. Yeah, does I mean, he need time to marinate? Marinate? Maybe marinate. not. I mean, maybe Dallas gives them like the, the what is what are they right now? What would that pick be? Um, Dallas would be sending them. Well, be it'd be the top ten pick. So add that in there. That's. I think it would be the ninth pick. Yeah, that's where they they would be drafting right now. So I, I Zion and Atlanta would be fun if you had to just to not. So these other teams that could technically win the lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, Sacramento, if they won the lottery, it would go to Philly. That would be hysterical. <laughs> so who does who does Philly resign in that in, in in that situation? 
you keep it you you can't keep everybody can you right you know you can't no no you can't i don't know ben simmons Zion. you you're saying zion's a wing you have ben simmons and zion and joel Embiid, butler and tobias harris nice so you have three wings three wings who haven't proved they they're two two wings who back to back or a year in between rookie of the years who can't shoot who who potentially can't shoot who, so so who yeah so I guess the real question is who who do they resign there? Oh, I wasn't even going to say resign. They would trade it, right? If they had Zion, would they? They would trade him or Ben Simmons. I would think. Well, so you got so okay. So so hold up. You got Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Boban. Shout out to Boban. It's um, the the whole thing is talking about who they would resign. I think you still resign Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler because they mm-hmm. are actually good fits for whoever you keep effectively and you're not trading Joel Embiid he is the franchise right he is the franchise you trade you trade Ben Simmons what what do you get for that maybe you build a Damian Lillard trade maybe that's something that entices if Port, let's say Portland gets bounced like badly by the second round this year they have a chance to get Ben Simmons what about CJ McCollum I would not trade Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum well I mean CJ McCollum plus some Plus Dame, I think like it has to. If you're trading Ben Simmons or Zion, you have to get back a, a superstar. You're not. They're not. You're not trading for Anthony Davis, right? I guess Embiid, Davis, and Zion. And you trade Simmons. <laughs> Can you they, play Anthony Davis and 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 Embiid together? I don't. I guess play, Davis doesn't I guess like playing play, center. So yeah, I mean, I guess you played you played Boogie and you played Boogie and Anthony Davis together. So why not? That. This would actually be an interesting scenario because I don't know what the Sixers do if they end yeah. up with the number one pick. <laughs> I, like I don't. Do you trade him? Do you trade Ben Simmons? Do you just do you just play all of them together? <laughs> uh, other team, Lakers. I still think they'll make the playoffs, and that it'll be I, I, the King what, scenario. It seems that when kind was of the last time. When was the last time LeBron missed the playoffs? His sophomore season, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I think it's second season in the NBA. Yeah, so they're they're gonna make the playoffs. They'll be fine. They'll be in seven well, or eight. I, I don't – so the Kings have the third easiest remaining schedule in the West. The Lakers have the fourth hardest and eighth hardest in the league overall. So that would be – You really the, want the Kings? <laughs> oh, I would love to see the Kings in the playoffs. This team is fun, and they just come at you. I think – they probably well, get destroyed by Zion. the Warriors, but do we want Zion? Does Zion fit in that organization? Do we want it, it's the same thing? Do we wish him on that organization? No, well, Sacramento can't get him because their pick is going to Philly or Boston. So, it's, oh, that's right. That's a, so. So regardless, Philly. if they end up with the one, they, right? That's yeah, if they if they end up with number one, it's just the oh. chaos because of what happens in Philly. Then I don't know. Okay. The Got Lakers it. with Zion, he's gone. He's in New Orleans if they get him. That's yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, no. That that number one. If Lakers get the number one pick, that that is packaged. For Anthony Davis, right? And it's it's funny because I mean they would have cap space though, so they could literally give up. Like maybe it's just Zion, and uh, you get to have one of their other prospects, and then a future pick. And so now they've actually kept like some of the young core, and they can go out there and make another move. Perhaps that'd be semi interesting. But you know that if they get Zion, he's not. Honestly, <laughs> if they get Zion, I might trade LeBron. Just looking at this kind of cold-hearted <laughs> objective perspective, but. LeBron's more of a moneymaker, and their window is... I mean, come on. Zion actually fits the window of most of their team. Yeah. yeah no, Zion would fit great on the Lakers if LeBron wasn't there. Um, <laughs> uh, could you imagine trading LeBron? 
No, but I it would be it'd be fantastic. Maybe he demands a trade or something at that point. Like give him to the Rockets or something, work out a deal. Give him to there. Um what's gonna be really interesting to see is what happens if the Lakers don't get Davis and don't get one of those superstar free agents. Are they like talking to the Rockets about a Chris Paul salary dump? I'm assuming they'll go hard after Beal. I'm sure they'll go after Dame, but he's I, I don't know if he would have to ask for out. I don't think Portland's just gonna make him available, especially for anything the Lakers can offer. That's a digression, though. So the other teams to consider in the East would be, I left Washington off, but we already talked about them. There's Detroit, Charlotte, and Miami all have a, technically could have a chance at Zion. If uh, Miami is currently finishing in the lottery right now in the East with Orlando. Detroit would be, I don't want to see him there at all. Just because it's not, they have enough non-shooters and I like what, I like how they've been playing of late, but I just you you got to get rid of Andre Drummond in that situation would be my would be my stance. Yeah, you got to you got to dump Drummond. At that and... point, maybe you just start over too. It's like, oh god, we have Zion. Like we need to get rid of everybody, <laughs> and it's it's him and Kennard all the way, and Bruce <laughs> Brown, and that's what we're moving forward with. God, would that be would that be a top? Honestly, sign sign JJ Redick, and then you can have the top three. <laughs> Great, sign sign JJ Redick. Grab. Trade trade for Grayson Allen, recreate uh, or create Duke, probably the three most hated players in Duke history. With Zion, with Zion, <laughs> who's beloved. Um, Does that balance it out? <laughs> maybe a little bit. I I don't know that I would have any desire to see him in Miami. I love Eric Spoelstra, so maybe he would find some interesting ways to use him. But I, I would essentially want to see them trade everybody, but in their front court except for Bam at that point. Yeah, I couldn't see him there with that conglomerate of yeah, stuff. Yeah, James Johnson and Kelly yeah, Olenek and that, Sean that White. conglomerate of stuff they paid in, what, 2016? 2017. Off season, 2017 offseason, where they just paid everyone. I mm, pass. Yeah, they them and the Knicks in 2017 really messed up free agency. That was a year <laughs> after the market was nuts. And the Heat yeah. paid Whiteside in 2016. So that was just... Okay, so Whiteside in 2016, was it... so? Did Dion get extended in 2016 as well? Dion, James Johnson, and Olytic got their contracts in 2017. Yeah, James Johnson and Tyler Johnson, right? Oh, Tyler Johnson was 2016 too. The Heat had a rough two summers. <laughs> that was everyone was hype about them winning off winning the offseason, and then you realize, wait, you just paid a bunch of mediocre players who had good years. Shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they were able to get off Tyler Johnson's contract to Phoenix, but now they have Ryan Anderson. So shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. Really, what they did with Otto Porter's offer sheet, Tyler Johnson, Alan Crabb, but he came back around. Like they're, they're really good at hosting other teams. Um, I still I can't believe that they could they. The whole crab thing was weird. They should have gotten made sure they got the pick in that trade, but they treated him like an asset. That's a digression. Um, Charlotte, I would have put they would have made the list if I thought I, I consider them a playoff lock in the East. But I would. Yeah. You have Zion and Kemba and anybody else. I mean, Marvin Williams a great fit to play along Zion. Uh, you're probably still they might still use a center. Maybe you can play Zeller, Williams, and and Zion together and get away with it. Um, but to have Ke- have someone else who can help create shots there. Uh, that team and that team could be scary defensively. I, I think probably playing MKG and and Zion at the same time might be low key disaster. Still, it's they <laughs> they would just be a lot more interesting because now you potentially have gotten that second star alongside Kemba, and it doesn't make Nick Batum look as much of a functional <laughs> functional detriment. He's still going to be that 
massive cap hit, but I would I would actually really love to see Zion in Charlotte. Yeah, no, I well, when you say love, I say hey because I want Kemba out. Um, free Kemba, yeah, not, but yeah, free, it, it, I'm, I'm team free Kemba. Um, they've done. Charlotte has done absolutely nothing to put someone alongside Kemba. If now, if you told me they made a move the trade deadline and got someone alongside Kemba and Zion's the three, the third star there, I don't hate that. But I still think they they work their way in the playoffs. Kemba Kemba single handedly works his way in the playoffs, um, and I think they I think I think Charlotte's got to blow it up again. Uh, yeah, that's been I think everyone outside Charlotte. Organization <laughs> realizes that's what needs to happen. Sure, it was, sure. It's not even you know what you could bring back Kemba. I don't think his next deal. A lot of people think it's going to look terrible if he gets maxed out. Five years, the full max. Yes, I, I, there's a chance that that could end up looking bad. But I don't think any deal he signs, I don't think it becomes untradeable. So if there's a way for you to just get off money or add impact players, I'm not against re-signing Kemba for them. I just don't see the the path to them re-signing him and then adding. St- meaningful stuff around him yeah no i i and this goes back to me being just a kemba stan um he won me a lot of money two years in a row in march madness um but (laughs) but digressions aside uh, i i i don't hate paying him i don't i don't hate paying him i just don't think charlotte's the one who should be no it's it's just not uh it was just philly would have been interesting before they Blew up their yeah, cap space with his Tobias yep. Harris trade, but uh, his free agency will be interesting to see if he actually shops around. That being said, that wraps us up. We did that little nice little Zion Williamson exercise. It'll be interesting to see how the lottery actually shakes out, where he actually ends up, and what he actually turns into at the NBA level. Uh, be sure to follow NBA Math Technical Director Arjun Barwaj at Arjun A R J U N E Bug Twenty One. That's at A-R-J-U-N-E, Bug21. You can follow Andy, who is not here, at Andrew D. Bailey. You can follow me at Dan Favalli, spelled F-A-V-A-L-E. And you can follow Hardwood Knox at Hardwood Knox. I want to thank everyone for listening and just once again remind you guys to please continue rate, rating, reviewing, and subscribing to us on iTunes. If you've already done all that, we appreciate re- referrals to help get the word out there. Until next time, I leave you with a shout-out to Kyle Anderson, future teammate of Zion Williamson. Lowe's knows you'll do it right and do it yourself to stay within budget when making updates to your bathroom. We do it right, too, by offering up to 20% off select toilets during the final days of our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. Step up your style even more with floor tile starting at just 49 cents a square foot. For your next back project, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 3-6. See store for details, U.S. only. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.